947 Drive with Tando. I don't know about you guys, but I spent a lot of money on medical aid. Yo, it's expensive medical aid, eh? Yet, when I cough and I go to the doctor and I say, oh, <laughs> doctor, I'm coughing. So, sorry, ma'am, no medical aid savings. What? <laughs> I'm like, where do these savings disappear to? Well, if you cough like that, I'm <laughs> probably going to say no. But here's the thing. You yeah. pay so much money and then your savings are like 2,000 rands for the year. I think it's different with guys. And I'm sorry I'm going here. Okay. But with guys, guys don't just go to the doctor all the time. Neither do I, though. I'm being for real. I don't just go to... How are my savings for the year 2,400? Does... Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, that, that is... Doesn't make sense. But, um, you know, like the pill and all that stuff, does that all come out of savings? Um, I don't know. I'm not on it. <laughs> <laughs> we should get a medical health professional. Um, well, your wish is our command. Oh, look at um, you, Tando. Jacob. Here's the thing. Doctors and nurses are leaving South Africa. And what this means is we are going to actually have to pay more for medical aid. Oh, no. On the line to tell us all about it is director at ASI Finance Services, Lesejo Khampe. Lesejo, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Tando. How are you keeping? We, I mean, I'm healthy right now. <laughs> I'm just fearful of when I'm not, and then I have to go to the doctor. And then my savings are gone. But now we're being told with doctors and nurses leaving the country, we might have to cough up, excuse the pun, a little bit more. Yeah. Now, uh, you know what? Uh, I mean, this is a masterclass on its own. One day we'll, we'll chat about why uh, the, the differentiation between your medical savings account and your risk benefits. Mm. It's something that we'll chat about because, they, you know, 25% goes towards your savings, the other goes towards risk. But the topic at hand this afternoon is that whether healthcare is going to be expensive, what, what should we be doing about it? Mm. So think about it. Pre-COVID, and I'm some, some interesting stats around that, 80% of the total population access their healthcare through uh, private uh, and the public sector. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because the majority of the people could not afford. Mm. And what has happened is that with COVID, what we've seen is that COVID made, changed the, 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 the playing field a bit, whereby we started seeing young and healthy people getting a lot sicker as well. Mm. Beforehand, it was the old. Mm. So what happens with supply versus demand? Think about it as your first class, uh, first year class at uh, adversity. Supply versus demand. South Africa is known for not having enough professionals uh, when it comes to healthcare. Now, this has been exacerbated with the fact that more people are getting sick. Yes. What happens now is that people are starting to say, when I was sick, I was standing in the queue. I was actually, I, I had to stand in the public sector. Mm. I've never had to, I had the need to access healthcare through the public, mm. uh, the private, sorry. Now this is happening. I'd rather take my chances with the private. And yes. guess what's going to happen? The guys are starting to charge more. And obviously medical technology changes and people are starting to say that, you know, let's look at, uh, look at uh, alternatives in terms of what do we get? Because people are thinking that the only way to go would be medical aid. Yes. There is medical insurance. There is um, health vouchers that are coming in. And generally what we do as consultants, this is what we educate members on, on the alternatives that are available on the market. And purely because it's driven by the... What are some of these medical, uh, these alternatives, Lissachar, that we speak about? Because we, we know about medical aid. Instead of just getting yeah. a medical aid, what else can I possibly do? If you're young and healthy, why should you be paying all that money to be subsidizing someone who's old and sick? Yeah. So what we are challenging people is that you challenge your th uh, train of thought in saying, 
why do you sh- shouldn't you be looking at alternatives such as health insurance, where mm. medical vouchers, where it's prepaid healthcare? You purchase your healthcare in a, f- a form of a voucher upfront, and should you ever need to access it, you access it in a certain way. Your, ma- your, your money is better spent set, uh, in other places where you can save it for the future, mm. as opposed to it all going towards medical aids. Because at the end of the day, yes, medical aids are, are pivotal in our environment because. Guess what? If you needed to go into hospital yeah. and you do not have some sort of cover, you may potentially be in uh, out of pocket for a million. And tell me how many of the people walking around would say, I have that type of money. I just want to quickly rewind a bit here because like Tano and I both looked at each other when you said we're not going to subsidize people that are older that do need it. So when we get older... Oh, we can have that. Are we can have that same feeling that oh, why are the kids mm-hmm. not paying for us when we get older? And then you don't think there's going to be an outcry of all the people saying, mm. oh no, now we're going to pay more and more and more and more. Eventually, people are just not going to pay at all. You see, this is where you get a balance where you do not need because if I was running a medical uh, medical scheme. I would try and put you on the highest option. And generally, people do not consult with their uh, uh, advisors. So they take the most expensive one because that's what's put on the table. Correct, because you're told the more you pay, the more you'll get out the day that you need it. That's correct. But you're then saying how often do you actually need that payout? That is correct. So in in our line of work, what we do, what we educate uh, our members to say, you need a combination of both. You're young. Yeah. You need hospital cover. Yeah. Some limited cover. And should you uh, should you get into hospital because of a motor car vehicle or something that is big that requires insurance, mm. you are then covered. However, you don't need to take all your money and put sure. it towards your day-to-day benefits because you're self-funding these things. I mean, so, we have our vitality points that we enjoy where we can get a free wrap from Kauai. You know what I mean? We get some miles on our plane. So there are those benefits that perhaps but, getting, uh, I don't know, a prepaid, what did you call like a voucher, wouldn't have. Yeah, without mentioning any companies here, you would realize that those are, 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 are wellness benefits mm. linked to a medical aid. So you could still have that. Sure. You could, still, uh, you could still be running around and being healthy. And one of the things that we actually uh, we, we, we are talking about, and we it's going to change the market, is how you think about medical, medical cover mm. and yeah, and what, what you do with your funds and how you transfer them. Because mm. more and more young people are starting to ask that question, and hence we are speaking about it today. today. Yeah, I Why think should I take my hand at money and put it to a I think, Lesoro, this is such a big topic. We could go on about this for hours. We've been taught to think a certain way when it comes to medical aid. So very interesting to see a different point of view. Thank you for for speaking with us this afternoon. That's Lesego Khampe, Director at ASI Financial Services.